Um, well, prepare yourself for something slightly different. Of course, you would. In the last seven weeks, I've gone through a series of personal unusual experiences, and I'm still going through it. And I also have a commitment to share with you my experiments, my process, my social emotional symptoms, and the outcome. So, as you know, those of you who've been following this, we're doing each month of the year, independent from every other month, but also grouping them together in sets of three. So, for example, from the winter solstice in the northern hemisphere, which was the beginning of the increasing day length, the winter solstice starts the return of the increasing day length until the summer solstice, six months of increasing light. The second month of the winter, we call the three boy month. The first month, the one boy has to do with soft, kind, innocent. The third boy, the second month, has to do with a part of the discovery of something, a truth. The third month has to do with a free will function. So the three months of winter have to do with the three grandfathers from the mother's side of the family. At the spring equinox, obviously the beginning of spring, then summer, six months of the father's side of the family. That's the overview that you already know. Now, during this second month, I was not really expecting seeing things that happened like what happened for me was, is I was on the ascending day length going upward when it became really clear that I needed to go downward. In the same way that in the winter season, the roots are active and preparing for the onset of spring. So the roots are vitalizing. So I went down to the roots and those roots happened to be inside me. So I wanted to go to my own roots and what I discovered was I don't practice with my lower self. I call it lower because you might consider one, two, three, four being the heart, five being the throat, six being the head, and the divine kingdoms really starting at level eight. So my relationship to the higher kingdoms or the divine has always been more or less upward. I see the divine as up there. In this experience, I had a profound realization 
that I've been ignoring the divine from below me, from my roots. Now, part of the process of going downward was the opportunity to experience the magnitude of fear in the lower world. And what I found was hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of small fragments or bubbles of fear, many different forms of fear in a triggered reactive pose, ready to respond to a situation, a color, a texture, a smell, a sensation of some kind, ready to trigger a fear. Without realizing it, these impulses inside me are actually part of what's creating impulses in my digestive system, my posture, my nervous system, my brain, my glands, my organs are constantly being communicated with to help me avoid fear. I know this is odd, but inside of us is a mechanism designed to hide and avoid fear. You change your finger, you change your posture, you eat a food, you say hi to a friend, you go somewhere, most of the time, without knowing it, we're motivated or receiving impulses about all of that in avoidance of some kind of fear. Not an easy thing to realize how much fear is still inside me that I've been ignoring. The mechanism that holds my body and mind together is a mechanism designed to avoid the fear until such a time that I have a sincere desire to want to turn and face the fear inside me. And you might say, well, wait a second, why do you want to go and mess with things inside you that have fear? Well my logic and purpose in this is to address the things inside me that are interfering in my own personal divine right to have an elevated life of health, well-being, happiness, and consciousness. Now, what that means is the same mechanism that you can see here, by the way, this happens to be an iris, obviously. And just so you might appreciate it differently, this is my own iris. And for me, this is the mechanism that is holding my constitutional fingerprint, holding my constitutional personality, the shape and diameter of my body. And yes, the whole fingerprint thing. This is the mechanism that I need to more fully appreciate occupy, vitalize, and cleanse. The cleansing process is to face the fear inside me and have a sincere desire to want to feel the things I'm avoiding, things that are causing numbness. 
And if I continue to avoid these bubbles of fear inside of me, they become a gradual suffocation to my ability to sense. I become gradually numb or less mobile, and it's called aging. The gradual suffocation of my body's ability to be vibrant in the physical world is hindered by the unresolved fears inside of me that I've been conditioned in some form or another to not feel. Now, some of these are very personal and others are universal. For example, one of my personal ones is as a young child, really all the way up to the age of 14, 15, I was trained not to cry. If you cry, I'm going to hit you again. Now, I'm not the only one who's had harsh parents or their own form of suffering imposed upon me. Everybody has some degree of painful relationships with their parents. Unfortunately, every time we've had those encounters, we encapsulate an emotional memory and hide it. That's why we can't remember our childhood. I mean, I can remember three or four or five moments in my childhood that were unique or special or whatever they were that were impressive in some form or another, but there are thousands and thousands of other memories I just don't remember. There are many things in my late teens I don't remember. There are moments in high school and middle school where I only remember patches of time or single events. Well, the problem is, is that the entire time that I'm going through a feeling experience, those feelings are automatically sublimated to some body system nerve function or meridian flow inside me. So hence, I'm committed to go inside of my darkness. Now I've been doing this for about six weeks. I haven't been communicating a great deal because I'm really not sure what happens with it. So I'm not saying that this is the end all be all way of doing something. I'm just sharing with you what I'm doing and right now, more than ever, I'm more committed to being inside the darkness inside of me. Now, that also relates to where does divine come from? Where does God come from? Well, I'm now practicing an omnipresent experience that it comes from below and above and around, front to back, and so on. I'm wanting to have the divine experience in an omnipresent way. Now, what I believe that I'm becoming aware of is it's not necessary to go to each and every fear one at a time. It's possible to gradually begin the process of dissolving them all simultaneously. That's where I am. I'm experimenting with that now. And the way I'm doing that is something that looks a bit more like this. Now, if you would consider that the dark part is my pupil, 
and I like the personal nature of the feeling of my iris and pupil. And if I could put myself inside my own self, darkness, and put my bare feet on this. Now, why bare feet? I, I want to feel the vital forces emanating from the earth. That's why here I want to be standing on this. I'm using this as a beautiful metaphor of light being light and also faith, light and faith being here. But the shades of pink, I'm just using that as a symbol for love. So I want to stand on the presence of light and faith and experience the mobilization of love. Now, in order to do that, I'm asking to be guided to the continuous experience of discovering the fear I'm still denying and have spent a lifetime calcifying or suffocating myself by the denial of fear. Now I want to find it, feel it. The cool thing about fear is fear is not created by the divine. Fear is created by me. It's also created by my parents, my grandparents, and epigenetically, my great-grandparents. It comes in when somebody else has collected all of these different forms of fears and then transmitted it over to me. And now I have the genetic environment of other forms of other people's fears about something. And those same fears, they still become activated where I might not like the smell or color of something. I might not like a person for some unknown reason. I'm saying that inside me is a whole bunch of fears that aren't mine, that weren't created by me. But still, because they're inside me, it's now my responsibility to feel and experience with divine assistance through faith to be able to experience it. And I'm having some really interesting, beautiful moments. For now, I'm making friends with my fear. I, I know it's weird, but to me, the fear inside of me has pieces of me, my life force, my feeling, my capacity, broken up into bits, either jewel-like crystals or flower-like bubbles, all of these pieces of me have been fragmented through the experience of fear. So I don't want to go to that part of me and punish it or condemn or be aggressive with the fear. I'm trying, I'm experimenting with to the best of my current ability, which I'm not completely impressed with, the ability to be able to have love for those broken, wounded parts of me that have been hidden and encapsulated in some form of fear. 
So I'm trying to be as present as possible, as faithful as possible, and as gentle as possible as I can be in this moment to invite the fear to come to me. And that's where I am. I'm trying to make friends with the wounded parts of me hidden by fear. It's like wounded wild animals, or feral children, broken pieces of my own life hidden away. So I'm trying to use this light, faith, love to be able to feel that shadow darkness. It is truly an interesting experience. I've done it enough to feel for myself. I really believe it's beneficial. And I'll keep you informed about where it goes. But eventually, I'm going to take you to another place, which is, oh, you saw the iris before. Yeah. I'm going to my family tree as roots below me and do the same thing with them. Eh, but that's another video. Thanks for hanging there to the end. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.